How's everyone doing? Welcome back to The Booth Review, Episode 8 with myself, Nathan King. Brandon Hagley. And today we have a special guest, also coming from the Alfred State baseball team, Tim Mack. How are you doing? Doing good. Glad to be here. Glad to be here on The Booth Review. Glad to have you, of Most course. anticipated episode of the year. The most anticipated episode, the greatest show of the year, the, on the grandest stage of them all, WrestleMania. So... <laughs> We're here today, we're going to be talking uh, some baseball, probably talk about the Oakland A's a little bit, uh, some of the awards that are going on. I'll talk a little bit of UFC, very brief, some NBA news, talk about some of the rookies out there. NFL, I'm, I have a lot to say about the Bills. Uh, maybe, maybe we'll do hockey, maybe we'll not, uh, but we'll see. Maybe we'll do some game picks. Uh, we'll kind of go as we do it. Uh, first off, I do want to talk some baseball. Uh, I want to talk about how the Oakland A's were just uh, pretty much voted on that they're going to be going to uh, Vegas. Yeah, how A's do you feel? unanimously voted by the owners. So all 30 owners voted to approve their relocation to Vegas. So Oakland's going to have zero professional sports teams come 2028. But really, they're not even going to play in the Coliseum because their lease is up here, I think, yep. this year. So Ends this year, so they're going to have to rent out until they build a new stadium yeah. in, L- or in Las in Vegas. Vegas. I think they'll have the last year. Uh, they'll play the next upcoming season yeah. in, in the Coliseum, yeah. and then they'll have to lease out a new stadium because they. I read that uh, they won't have the Vegas stadium ready until about 2027. Mm-hmm. Uh, Which they'd be smart just to lease a new stadium now because nobody's going to go now that they're leaving. Yeah, they should get They're going to be it. so mad. There's going to be maybe like 5% of that stadium is going to be full every day. Yeah, I I don't know. I, you can give me you can give me your opinion. How do you feel about all these new Vegas teams? Do you like that people are or that these teams are expanding and, you know, kind of relocating to Vegas? Um I don't think I mean, I've said this since the Knights went there. I don't think Vegas is a really sustainable sports city cuz I mean, it's a tourist attraction in itself. If you're in Vegas, you're not going to go see the Knights or, like, the Raiders, or especially the Oakland A's. <laughs> but uh, if you're in Vegas, you're there to gamble. And I don't think a lot of people that live in Vegas are interested in sports. So I don't, I don't think it's a smart move. I think if they're going to move, they should go somewhere where the fans will appreciate it more. I don't know. I kind of disagree on that. I feel like that's a hot take. I feel like they've grown to have – a decent fan base there and the Vegas Knights won in the NHL Stanley Cup last year they had a good fan base throughout you know the whole playoffs and everything um I do feel bad mm-hmm. for Oakland fans though I mean again they've lost all their professional sports teams we've seen in the past the athletic the Coliseum I mean those playoff games in the early 2010s those are those are good teams yeah those yeah. are good athletic teams and they would pack out that Coliseum and the Coliseum being one of the largest capacity stadiums that mm-hmm. there is yeah i mean the fan base is just when they were good they were there yeah they didn't used to have the tarp off mount davis up in the top of the center field seats and now it's all tarped <laughs> off nobody's gonna sit there i think it's kind of i have mixed feelings about it because one i do feel for a lot of these oakland fans especially like raiders fans because the raiders had a very loyal fan base in oakland and especially losing your team you know you went from having multiple teams there to almost no one so I'd feel for Oakland fans, but, um, yeah, also when it comes to Vegas, I do think the Knights do have a good backing, which good on them. Um, they have a good backing. They have good support. Uh, hate Jack Eichel. Just going to throw that out there. Not related. <laughs> but uh, they have good support. But I do feel with, like, a lot of these Raiders and are with the Raiders and you having the A's there, I feel like their market is in Oakland at this point, even though the treatment of the fans and everything has kind of had them away from the A's and the lack of just what they're doing there 
has kept in the way, but I feel like it's going to be – it's more of a tourist town, kind of like you said, more of a tourist city. People go there to gamble, and I feel like there's not a big sports market there. But at the same time, if they kind of succeed in the way that the Knights have succeeded, maybe there is, so I guess. That's, uh, yeah, like I don't think the Knights would have drawn such a crowd had they not been the number one seed in the West and like had this success that they've had over the past couple of years. Like Going to the Stanley Cup final in the first year in franchise history definitely helped them build a fan base quickly there the Raiders being bad doesn't help their case and the A's are going to be worse than bad so for the A's sake I don't know if it's a smart move to go to Vegas I think the difference between like the Raiders and and the Knights is the Raiders were a worldwide fan base even when before they were in Vegas right when they were in Oakland everyone was you had that that characteristic that stigma Raiders fans were all over the world you know Mm -hmm. and um you know, if you were like, you know, you had that badass personality, you were mm-hmm. a Raider fan. You were Raiders. Right. Yeah. You know, like, so yeah. maybe that, I feel like there are fans maybe in the Vegas area that are Raiders fans before they even came to Vegas. Could be, yeah. Mm-hmm. Another a- thing also, like, the thing with about the Knights, why they might draw more than the other two will also is because they're a true Vegas-born team. Like, the Raiders have been in L.A., they've been in Oakland. And then the A's obviously coming from Oakland. Like Vegas start or the Knights started in Vegas and they're gonna be in Vegas for a long time. Yeah. So it's harder to get or it's easier to get behind them, I think, for those fans. No, I definitely agree with that with the like originality. And I think that the I think the Raiders have found some success. You know, the fans are still going and they're showing up even if the team's kinda you know. The Raider the Raiders are the Raiders. They've done better recently, you know, after um firing McDaniels. Yeah. But um I guess we'll have to see with the A's. I I why I agree with them moving out of Oakland, maybe I don't want it to be Vegas, but why I agree with them moving out of Oakland right now is they're not doing anything to bring players in. They're not doing anything to bring fans in, really. There's no reason for them to stay at this point. They're not even, like like I said, the lease is up, you know, going through that. They're not really even trying. It's kind of like they die, or they're just going to lay over and die. Yeah, it's yeah. their owner was doing everything possible to almost, like, get them not out. field a competitive team. It almost seemed like it was right out of the movie Major League. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I did a presentation on this in business communications, and the A's biggest problem is John Fisher, their owner. He just he wanted to leave Oakland for whatever reason, and he did everything possible to make sure that he put a bad enough f- uh, product on the field to allow that to happen. I can attest to this. Uh, Higgy did do a bit uh, uh, presentation on this in business communications. He did get a hundred. And it was a beautiful, perfect presentation. So. <laughs> Thanks. I haven't had a lot of opportunity to do any sports presentations as of late. Like, my first one that I've gotten to do has been the one that I'm going to do in the future because I interviewed a tennis coach, but I just haven't had that opportunity yet. Yeah. But that's kind of sick, though. Um, all right, so, yeah, me personally with the Vegas, I'm, I like it, but I'm also – I wish that some of these markets got recognized. I wish that, you know – Certain team, certain teams have been moving, such as I think that like L.A., like the Chargers, I think they should have yeah. stayed in San Diego. They had a market there. They had a fan base there. And some of these teams are moving just to move. And I don't think all the time that a team being bad warrants them being moved completely. Right. And certain teams like Seattle still needs a basketball team, in my opinion. Yeah. But no, yeah. no one cares about OKC. Well, <laughs> they have a really good fan base in OKC, but it's not really a national market. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, I actually – I mean, if they want to keep the Thunder there, that's fine. I think that's a really good market locally. They draw well even when they're bad. But Seattle needs a team, like, now. Like, nobody in Memphis really cares about the Grizzlies. You yeah. can move the Grizzlies. You can move teams like move the, the Magic. 
in Orlando. <laughs> like, why does Orlando need an NBA team? You know I mean, no one cares about the – everyone's a Lakers fan. The Clippers are there, but, like – Yeah, the I Clippers, like, dude. They should still be in Buffalo. Yeah. yeah. Bring back <laughs> the should. Braves. Uh, um, Speaking of the Grizzlies, by the way, oh, my God. Awful start to the season. Terrible. Without no job, job Moran they lost. Here, uh, transitioning, we can just go right into the NBA. Uh, yeah, the Grizzlies have been terrible. Um, Dylan Brooks actually just said uh, today that he said, well, he's on the Rockets now and he's doing quite well. He said that he thinks he was just the Grizzly scapegoat. And yeah, no, we talked about that last week. I think Dylan I Brooks is a quality starter yeah. in the NBA. I, I mean, I definitely don't like his personality per right. se. Yeah. But, I mean, is he playing good basketball right now? Yes. Mm-hmm. He's playing good basketball. And that Rocket team right now is surprising a lot of people. They're playing uh, great basketball. They got a big win the other night. I think it was over uh, Milwaukee. Yeah. And they're they're over 500, I believe, right now. Yeah. So, and everyone expected them to be awful. To be awful. And I, I believe they started the season 0-4 and, and have won yeah. six in a row. They've been, so, out, yeah, they've been killing it. They've got like, good young talent. They, they have just good young start talent. Clicking and it looks like it's starting to click. Yeah. For them, it was like Dylan Brooks is, you know, if you saw what he did on the Grizzlies, he was kind of like their workhorse in a sense, and he just went yeah. in there, and he's always going to give 100%. He plays really good defense, too, and that's really valuable in today's NBA where teams score in the 120s about every night. No, um, what I'll say about Dylan Brooks is, yes, people post a lot like, oh, he got broke here, maybe someone dunked on him, something like that, but he will never back down from someone or back down from any matchup. No. He's absolutely going to give 100%, and maybe he gets broken sometimes, but he's going to keep going at it, and he's, he's a pest. He's good at being a pest, and that's a good young talent for the Rockets to have, honestly, and I do agree he was kind of a scapegoat for the Grizzlies, and they're struggling, one, because Jaw's not there, but they also lost Dylan Brooks, who was a very big talent there. And that team culture is just destroyed. Yeah. Yes. Destroyed. Awful image they have now. The fan base is kind of backing away what they already, I mean, the little fan base they had there. I mean, people don't even want to be associated with the Grizzlies name anymore. No. Yeah. Like after the John Moran incident and everything, you hear the Grizzlies and you're like, Thugs. You know, yeah. You don't want to, that's not an association you want to be around and they're playing bad basketball. That's yeah. just the bottom line. They're bad, bad basketball. They haven't figured it out yet. I don't know. Maybe John Morant, 25-game suspension right now. Maybe things change when he comes back, but I, I don't think it is. It's a deep hole to climb out of. and yeah. He alone, especially after this long hiatus, I don't know if he's going to be able to get it done. Yeah. Um, Very talented player, obviously, he, but he, they're just so bad right now, it's going to be hard to make the playoffs after all this. I mean, 25 games, too, is more than a fourth of your season. Yeah. yeah. Do you it's, think, uh, yeah, it is. Looking at it, do you think that punishment was, you know, warranted you think he deserved it yeah i mean he got the warning the first time around and then he just goes and disregards that and does it again like probably needed something i think 25 is probably a decent number where it doesn't completely tarnish your whole season like your whole season's not gone but it's a significant enough number of games where it's like okay i'm not gonna mess around and do this again yeah i believe that he probably should have got even some more games a little bit i mean Mm -hmm. he was completely reckless and I mean, to be honest, like, what an idiot, yeah. right? Like, what a moron. Like, how do you get yeah, caught yeah. once That's and then I mean. not even, like, what, three days later gets yeah. caught happening again? On live I mean, twice. On live twice. Not even, warning. not even just doing it. He's, he's taking out his phone and going on Instagram live. I yeah. mean, So, I mean, that reckless. says also that he's probably doing it off camera more often than he is on camera. Yeah. I mean, those are only two times that we've saw because he literally showed the world. Yeah. And I, I just don't know if he's, like, not right in the head or – or what we what he was thinking there? Just uh, I don't know. Not a big John Moran fan. I think he's a great basketball player, but mm-hmm. person wise, definitely definitely not a, definitely not a fan. This new culture about uh, guns and violence is just like 
I, not the right I'm image kidding. you want to be uh, sending out, especially as an NBA star who has influence on the younger generation of basketball players or fans at that at that matter. Uh, he needs to really uh, figure it out. I mean, just think if LeBron James was doing that right yeah, now. Yeah, terrible. It would be – everyone would be talking about it. You know, And when this incident did happen, imagine? people were talking about it. Like, <laughs> what, could you imagine right now if LeBron were – Yeah. That would be wild. It's like also a really bad look for the NBA because their image also is suffering right now as like the league that's kind of like – Eh, like their players starting to take over the domestic violence over the NFL right now, and they're those guys are getting paid more than anybody else. I mean, some of the contracts that I'm seeing getting dished out to some of these dudes are ridiculous. Role players are getting paid forty five million dollars yeah. a year. Like, didn't Peyton Pritchard get like a lot Crazy of money contract, in an extension? Yeah. And he's just like he's like Peyton Pritchard averages eight minutes a game for yeah. Celtics. And how much did he get? Oh, I don't know his contract. He got a lot of money. Sir, way to too be much. doing not too much. I mean, some of the contracts that these guys are getting are just utterly yeah. ridiculous. Uh, breaking news here, Nate. First time ever that both the AL and NL MVP award winners were unanimous. Really? Otani, AL, and Acuna won the NL unanimously, yeah, which both are deserved. Yeah. Both are very well um, deserved. I will say, talk about the contracts. I mean, Jalen Brown. Jalen Brown's a great player, but he's the highest paid player, $304 million over five years in the NBA, you know, which he's – don't get me wrong, he's great, and I know the market's constantly changing, but, you know, there's players that I think you can name 15 players that are better than Jalen Brown. I right mean, now. even his own teammate. I yeah. Mean, Jason Tatum's a better player than him. Um, I mean, they both bring a lot to the table, and they've been playing great basketball, but Jason Tatum, in, in my opinion, is, is top three in the league right yes. now. Yeah. He's playing like it right now. Um, what I will say right now, though, we were talking about uh, suspensions. Draymond Green got five games after cho- or choking out Rudy Gobert. Do you think this is like warranted? Do you think this is fair? Or do you think it should have been more? Um, had it not been Draymond Green, I think it'd be a little severe. But Draymond's obviously a repeat offender of doing these kind of things in game. Mm-hmm. He's been known for kicking. He's been known for kind of instigating these physical altercations and happened again the other night. Uh, I think it's probably about the right amount of games for Draymond. I, what I will say is I personally think – you you can call me out. I think he deserved a little more, and that's he not, might. Yeah, I mean, I'm saying at least five. Yeah, I I'm only saying a little more because of the repeat offenses that with Draymond that are constantly happening. I mean, Sabonis he stomped on him last year, and you just see this a lot. And they call him the enforcer of the team, but if you're trying to hold up a good image for the NBA, I feel like in a sense he does too much. Especially with him, he's like a really big face, like of all the. Uh, TV shows like he's always one of the analysts on the NBA talk shows on yeah. ESPN like he's all over the place talking basketball and then he's gonna go out and do something like this again like I don't it's know. just constantly what he's doing if you see like his ejection numbers are crazy compared to any other player like it's just like right now it's I don't know I feel like five games just for something like that like he literally grabbed him oh yeah and he choked, choked him out, out. Yeah. on the floor he, ch- yeah. he completely choked him out <laughs> yeah maybe if it I, I don't like rudy gobert maybe if someone else he would have gotten more but, yeah, yeah that's no, what i was wondering <laughs> if it's something that i, I know I, I mean we all hate rudy gobert here this is definitely not a rudy gobert fan show no <laughs> i want i really wonder if it was anyone else that uh what kind of game strength they would have got but then again i think about it no one else in the league probably would have done that yeah like it's no, only nobody, draymond Maybe Joel Embiid, because he has done that before also. Yeah. I think he choked out I'm more curious as how Draymond even got all the way up there to get his hands around Rudy Gobert. Yeah, no, he he targeted Rudy (laughs) Rudy Gobert, Gobert sprinted across the floor, and put his arm around his neck. That is what happened, I think. (laughs) 
<laughs> it's early in the season too. These guys are gonna face each other again. Maybe yeah. maybe we'll see something uh, the next time these guys square off. I feel like no one likes the Timberwolves. Did Dray- Draymond? I saw he was like losing like seven hundred fifty thousand dollars in game checks. Yeah, by getting when, suspended. When you get game. fined, you don't get you don't get paid for the games. Yeah. Uh, how do you guys feel right now about the T Wolves, who seem to actually be putting it back, be having an eight and three record right now? I uh, dude, I didn't think like the the Twin Towers thing was gonna work, but with Cat and uh, with Cat and Gobert and, and Gobert. But I it's, think it's looking like it's working. Yeah, and I think they can complement each other's games nicely. They just got to figure out the right system because Gobert, uh, as we know, not an offensive threat at all, and Cat, not the greatest defensive big man in the world. Mm-hmm. So they kind of give you a uh, little bit of both there, whereas like Cat can kind of be that perimeter guy, and kind of handle the offense along with Ant. Obviously, they play well off each other. They're two different type of big men. Yeah, and it's it's definitely it was. It was uh, you never you didn't know what to expect coming into it the two twin towers, uh, let's call it an experiment because it still is early in the season but it's definitely looking like it's working right now. I mean Anthony Edwards has also been he's just, a dude. Uh, dude. He is a dude. I mean what it's year two or year three for him right now. It's three. I yeah, think, right? and he's finally taking that uh, that next step to yeah. being. I mean he might be an top all ten an NBA. all NBA Ant's player so this year. No, I, mean, I he's playing great. The T Wolves they I feel like with the talent they've had they've been disappointing for the last five, six years, honestly, and they haven't been able to put it together. And it's still early in the season, but they this year they've just looked, they've looked good. You know, obviously, the teams that are above them are the Nuggets, which you figured Nuggets would be one. The Mavericks, because Luka is falling out of his mind. And then you have the T-Wolves sitting there who are, you know, with yeah. Ant out there. Ant, obviously, a future star in the league, maybe one of the future faced in the league. I mean, he's amazing. But also, you know, Cat and... Uh, Oh my God! Like Gobert are actually putting it together, and right. I think that's good to see that their dynamic is actually working. Sometimes it doesn't work out in the first year, and I think a lot yeah. of teams that experiment with these duos and trios they bail on it too quickly. Mm-hmm. Um, kind of like the Kyrie, Harden, Durant thing. Like if they stick together, that thing's going to work. Obviously, they're all three really, really good players. Like I don't know, they gave that about half a season of basketball and said, ah, this is this yeah, is. They gave work. up on that quick. Yeah. I think that the team was made a right decision. I mean, they were waiting for a player like Anthony Edwards to draft and then finally buy players to build a team around him. And that's what they did. Yeah. They finally realized that, hey, this Anthony Edwards, he's a dude and he's our guy. We drafted <laughs> him. He's our guy. Yeah. We're going to build, we're going to buy and we're going to spend and we're going to build a the, the best supporting cast that we could possibly find out there in free agency. And that's what they did. Mm-hmm. I think this team, I mean, it's still early in the season. If everyone stays healthy, I feel like they could make a deep playoff run. We could see yeah. I mean, potentially, you know, a championship team right here brewing early on. Yeah, I know. They definitely have the big three to do it. And a thing with big threes that I like is that the ones that succeed, like they have that one guy who can just clamp down like Bosch did it in Miami um, obviously Jokic is a good defender, but they don't—they're not a big three even. Uh, who are the other big threes? Like the Celtics, like they had Rondo, Pierce, clamp down, yeah. Paul Garnett. Pierce. I mean, they all play good defense. Like Garnett was a good defender. Um, I mean, like you even touched on earlier, like in this league where we're seeing games being you know one twenty-eight to one twenty every single game. Yeah. Like defense matters. Yeah, defense matters. I mean, if you're if you, really at good Suns, at playing dude. defense. Yeah, the Suns are a big example this year, and I I didn't think the Suns were going to succeed. I'm not going to lie. No, they I didn't either. Have no but... defense, no bench, and that's kind of their big issue. So, 
The defense always does manage, but you could have all Especially the star talent in the world. Playoff time. Yep. Playoff time is when defense really ramps up. Yeah, and the Nuggets showed that last year. They were and the Heat. The Heat always play a really good team defense, and the Heat yep. have been in the finals two of the yep. last four years. And that's why they've been to the finals two of the last four years when no one expected them to even make it that far. Yeah, the eight seed last year. Yeah, the eight seed great last year into the final. I mean, and they stopped the Knicks last year, and they just absolutely clamped Jalen Brunson. Yeah, and. I mean, when you think of the Heat last year, not that many star names. Tyler Hero was hurt for most of the time. You have Jimmy Butler. Besides that, I mean, you're working with Duncan Robinson, who's, a, who's a former D3 player. Mm-hmm. You got Bam. But think about these other teams that have three, four stars that they, that, you know, they repeat it. Yeah, mm-hmm. Adebayo is a great playoff defender. Um, I want to talk about him because I want to say right now I was wrong. Uh, the Heat started off really rough, and I was like, Do you, are we going to see these struggles? And I said that they might turn around, but they are on a six-game winning streak. Yeah. Uh, Adebayo, during that time, has, is averaging 23.5 uh, points, 12, 12.2 rebounds, 4.7 assists, 1.8 steals, and 1.3 blocks. As long as Spoh's their head coach, dude, it's going to be tough to count them out any year. Yeah. But especially great, with Spoh with Jimmy Absolutely. Butler, like, Jimmy Butler is a winner, man. He wins everywhere he goes. I miss him. <laughs> he's great defender Born for winner. his size. He's yeah. he's just that guy. Some guys are just like that. Some guys just it just win. He yeah. has such Bottom a high motor. He does. I mean, and he's he's. I love Jimmy Butler. I don't like how he knocked the Knicks out of my playoffs last year. <laughs> yeah. But he is a phenomenal basketball player. He does everything right. He's a good dude. He's easy to root for too. Yes. He's easy to root for. I think that he could. I, I mean, I hope he stays in Miami. I think he could uh, bring a championship back to Miami. Yeah, they've been and, close um, twice. Close twice, and when then they were when they were not expected to be that far mm-hmm. in the playoffs. The bubble, and then last year, yeah. Uh, I want to talk a little bit about uh, some rookies. Uh, you know, Chet and Wemby obviously have looked good. Those are yeah, the obvious they stand ones. out from the pack. They yeah, played against each other, out. but I want to give us Sir Thompson some recognition here. He's has is averaging twelve points per game, ten rebounds, three point seven assists. 1.3 steals and 1.8 blocks. Uh, looking at like defensive rookie of the year at this point, and just his rebound numbers have been great. He's been great at hustling, and people are saying, "Oh, he doesn't score a lot, but he adds a lot to that team that they're missing." Even though their their record doesn't show for it, as a rookie, he's been balling. Yeah, um, kind of shows like the ger- the direction basketball is going in is these skilled guys who are huge mm-hmm. in size. Uh, they're going to start becoming the stars of the league, like. Kevin Durant was kind of the first of his kind, and there's a lot more of those type of players coming yeah. around. And obviously, Wembenyama, what is he? Seven four, seven five. Ridiculous. Yeah, seven. And he's five. not even seven four, but seven four shoot in, move in. Yeah. You know. And these guys aren't seven four like Yao Ming, where they can't move off the block. Like these guys are guards. Yeah. At seven three, seven yeah. four. No, I agree. The game's changed. You see a lot more of what player or what is labeled as unicorns. These you know big guys that are out there shooting. And it's just how the game progresses, and I feel like that's kind of, like you said, the future in a sense where you're going to have these big guys where everyone's going to practice shooting. You're not going to have these tall guys that their only skill set is that they're tall anymore. Like a yeah. lot in the past where centers dominated, you're going to have centers dominating because no one's tall enough to cover them and they can shoot from 45 feet out. Yeah, it's going to put true point guards like out of business, like star-wise. Like yeah. the dudes that are... 5'10", who can really pass the ball, but they're not the best scorers. Like a Chris, like a Chris Paul. Paul. Yeah. yeah, Chris Paul, Rondo, Rondo. those kind of guys. They're not going to have Stunting. a job anymore because point guards are going to be like Lonzo Ball size, like 6'5", six, 6'6", six, six, Lamelo 6'7". Yeah. That's just how the game's going. It's a tall man's game nowadays. Yeah, and it kind of reverted where it, for a while, was more of a guard's game, in my opinion. Yeah. And centers, Steph Curry kind of. During the 2000, like, yeah, 2000, a lot of 2010s, a lot of these 
guard or a lot of these guards dominated because they could shoot, yep. shoot farther than anyone. It was all about the three. Yeah, mm-hmm. and then a lot of these centers died out and very weak center. And now centers are kind of running the league again. You have Embiid out there. You have Jokic. You have the future with Wemby. You have Chet that's looking great. You have just some of these shooters. So, yeah, and it'll change again. There'll be yeah. another revolution about five, ten years down there the line. There always is. Basketball is always a shifting yeah, it's game. Always evolving. Depending on always era. shifting. Uh, so yeah, it's good to see that come back. Um, talk about my Bulls real quick. Uh, Zach Levine has a lot of trade rumors going on. Do you think the Bulls should blow it up and get yeah. rid of Levine? Oh yeah, they need to blow it up last year. They need to blow it up two years ago. <laughs> Maybe. They should, um, when they were acquired Boots, that was their biggest mistake. Yeah, that was the worst trade they've made in a long time. Mm-hmm. Um, he was already like at his peak when they got him. And it's been downhill ever oh, since. We have Pat Williams, so we're set Pat for Pat Williams at fourth overall was a joke. <laughs> yeah. Awful. Did awful not pick. start in college. Let's <laughs> pick him fourth overall. Uh, I, that, will ne- that will always cease to amaze me. I will never understand that. I don't get it. Uh, I don't know. I think they should get rid of him. And there's a lot of teams that could use him. The Heat was one of them could use him. Uh, the Lakers talked about it. I don't think he's going to go to the Lakers, but every time there's a player, it's like he's a Laker now. I mean, I would take almost anything for it. Like, I mean, I think they could get some good value for him, though. I saw, find a team that's desperate enough. That I saw the Pacers were looking like the Pacers are a big target. Yeah, I saw like, that there's a deal that would include Benedict Matherin, and yes. I would do that right now because Halliburton's their guy right now. Right? Yeah, but Matherin is a guy. Like, no, he's no, a he's, dude you can build around for years. He was a beast at Arizona. He's young, he's like 19 or 20, yeah. I think. I mean, That's the Pacers right now are doing better than everyone else thought they would. I mean, they got uh, Halliburton right now, but besides that, I mean, they got Obi Toppin starting every game Obi for them. Yeah, the, Obi's and, a beast. And, and I mean, of course, another guy who leaves the Knicks goes yeah. to another team and just absolutely balls out. Yeah, I mean, the reverse Jalen Brunson. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, it was. <laughs> I I wanted Obi Toppin to work out in New York so bad, and that was just another wasted draft pick to a guy that we ended up not resigning and then going to a team like Indiana, and he's balling right I don't now. know if Thibs knew how to use him, dude. Balling. I mean, when you have a small I mean, market like New York City, it's kind of <laughs> <laughs> uh, It seems like one of those other athletes that, you know, just couldn't handle the pressure of New York City. Yeah, I mean, that is was, a thing. It definitely exists. The guy was a high draft pick. Too. Oh, ruthless. Ruthless fans. You know, you, it, that's why it's always hard to win in New York, but if you do win in New York, you're a legend forever. You're a legend, but if, you're you, a legend if you have a few bad games, they hate you. Like if you go on a stri- except for Zach Wilson, they love Zach Wilson for some reason. Ah, don't even, we, we're not talking football yet. We'll talk a lot about Zach Wilson <laughs> football later in the show. But um, I don't really have much more basketball. I will say yeah. this though, um, I do think going back to Zach Levine thing though, I do think Indiana is a great fit for Zach Levine, and I could actually see him thriving there if that team keeps winning. I think he needs to go to a team where there's another guard who w- will be ball dominant like a Halliburton and a with a guard who will I play defense because Levine plays zero defense. And if he brings the ball up the floor, he's going to shoot the thing 40 he's a times ball a night. Hog. Yeah. Man, watch them. Like, his efficiency <laughs> numbers suck. He might be the least efficient player in the NBA. He'll shoot 20 <laughs> shots, make six of them, and they'll be like, oh, you had a 28 point game. And, you know, but he was like throws. nine for 34. And yeah, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> it's all. He, <laughs> yeah. I, I'm past the Levine hype at this point. As a Bulls for, as a, for the Bulls, yes. I think he'd be a really good second option, though, for Indiana. I think if he shoots maybe 15 times a night, that. <laughs> That, that could work out. That's a good team in Indiana right now. That's how I feel with Julius Randle shooting up twenty five shots a night, making yeah. eight. You know, I mean, he's been the most one of the most inconsistent players in basketball. He's like what I like to call as a streaky player. He'll I, play three great games and then he'll go on a streak of five where he can't make a shot. Yeah. Hey, did you say Randall? Yeah, Randall. Yeah, Randall. 
you can argue it. He's kind of lazy. Yeah. Did you see, have you seen the plays of him just walking on defense, yep. especially late in the game? Oh, someone took a shot that wasn't him. I'm mad. Yeah. Like, come on, man. It bothers me, man. Like, have some heart, have some hustle. Yeah. And I mean, that team has potential to be a really good team this year. They've been a little bit on and off. They're at six and five right now in the seventh seed in the East. So, I don't know. We'll see. I think Jalen Brunson is was the best signing that the Knicks have had in a long time. And it was cool to actually see them spend some money for the first time in a long time. And I think he needs to be the one that's carrying this team. And I'm a him. huge fan of Brunson, dude. He's just fun to watch, you yeah, know? Yeah, he's a good player. He's, 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 he dribbles right. He puts up great shots. He is a He's a true point guard, right? Yeah. True point guard. But he's and, also a really good scorer. Like, yeah. Yeah. a lot of true point guards yeah. like Chris Paul, but he's never averaged over 20 a game in his career. No, but he like, scores. He Brunson scores. does both. Yeah. I, I could always shoot with the one-two game. That's my excuse. <laughs> <laughs> Is I just always enjoy the shot. Um, we're going to talk a little bit, some NFL right now. A little bit. That's going to be the bulk of this, honestly. Yeah. Uh, first off, I'm just going to go on a rant. Um, Ken Dorsey's gone. He's gone. Ken Dorsey is gone. He is gone. Uh, in my opinion, one of the most predictable offensive schemes in the NFL. He's going to pass eight times, and he's going to pass eight more times. He's going to put James Cook in jail after he carries <laughs> it once and then fumbles. Uh, then he's going to abandon them. Even though he did have over 100 yards still, uh, the shotgun from the one and two yard line, don't get it. Design QB runs, he's tried one. I think that's it. It didn't work, and he stopped. Play action still doesn't run a lot of it. Uh, he puts everything on Allen, and I feel like the pressure's kind of gotten down a little bit, and it is on him as well. But, uh, yeah, I said I'm going to go on a rant, so I am. Allen does lead QBs in passing touchdowns and rushing touchdowns, but along with interceptions, which, you know, the interceptions have been the problem. Since the Huge Dolphins problem. game, they've ranked 27th offensively. Uh, I, you know, yeah, just points per game. Uh, I said bad throws are bad luck. There have been three interceptions by Allen that were completely on him. Uh, but advanced stats have him at 2.4% turnover-worthy play percentage. He is tied with C.J. Stroud, who has two interceptions on the air and is praised for his ball protection <laughs> skills. Um, Funny how that works. Yeah. yeah. The top five for turnover plays is Justin Herbert, who's first, Patrick Mahomes with 3.3%, tied with Patrick Mahomes also first, then Jalen Hurts, Lamar Jackson, and Tua, who, again, have all been like, oh, they're the best QBs, but they make these risky throws that have panned out this year. So... Um, yeah, that's just my rant there. Uh, so yeah, another rant. interesting uh, stat that I saw the other day: Josh Allen, since 2019, came to the league, has 93 turnovers. 93 yes. leads the leads the NFL. He is the modern day Brett Favre. But you gotta know, you gotta know what you're <laughs> that getting. That is a great him, comparison. You gotta know what you're getting with Allen. Um, I do think like people are saying, oh, the Bills like they're averaging 26 a game. Yes. But, like, I think the Dolphins game is a game that really brings that number up and makes it look kind of fake. Yeah, that's an outlier right there. How many points did they score, Nate? I think it was, I think it was 38. Uh, yeah, I believe it was that. But he's, I think that's kind of – he owns the Dolphins. And that's literally – No, that's staff. what I mean. I'm, I'm defending, like, <laughs> like Josh Allen. And Allen just owns the Dolphins. But um, Josh Allen, I, I, said, I sent to the group chat, actually. I said he reminds me a lot of Favre, and he reminds me a lot of Ben, and just a few of these other players, and it, it forms to him being his own. Uh, I said Cam as well with a lot of these rushing things where, you know, he's not Lamar, but he's going to plow through and he's going to get yards. But um, my thing with Allen is you see some of the stuff you've never seen before. Awesome. You've also seen some of the stuff you've never seen before. And as a Bills fan, some of that stuff is like, why are you doing that? Yeah. There's a wide-open guy there. Just make the easy throw. Don't always be everything. Yeah, and the route trees this year, like we've said this at least four or five times on this show this year alone, like the route trees – 
are both repetitive and extremely simple. Um, I was watch. I, there was a thread of tweets today I was looking at that said it showed what Josh Allen was looking at in the All Twenty Two film every drop back, and like six times that receivers there was four receivers and they all ran the same route. Like, what are you supposed to do with that as a quarterback? It's the big problem is it's not even he has time back there, but I'm watching and I'm like he's covered, he's covered, he's covered, he's covered, he's running a streak. Gabe Davis on a streak again. Why is he on four streaks? That's all he could run. He sucks. <laughs> no, because but before he was able to do other stuff, and maybe it's due to the offense being opening, but even things like post routes, you don't even see him on often. And I don't know. It's kind of annoying just seeing them kind of limit him. And I don't think Gabe Davis is amazing, but he has flashes, and I feel like his the way he's been coached has just been terrible and kind of really limited his potential. He, I do believe um, Dorsey was a little bit of a scape, uh, scapegoat, though. I mean, yeah, I think there's number wise, one issue. definitely the scheme has not been there, mm-hmm. and it just only makes you think of, you know, maybe if that scheme was a little bit better, how much better could this offense actually be? Yeah. You know, I mean, they are scoring a lot of points. They are high in a lot of categories when it comes to stats that are about offense and, and touchdowns. Mm-hmm. And if it actually was good play calling, could they just be the best? Is Joe Brady going to come and change things immediately? Yeah. Um, I don't know. I've never been a big fan of firings midseason, especially when you're in the thick of things, playoff hunt-wise. Look like, what it's doing for the Raiders right now, though. Yeah. Got rid of McDaniel. But they Antonio weren't in the thick right of things. Like, if you're, if you're, like, absolutely terrible and you're, like, 3-10, and 10, like, yeah, sure. But, like, Bills fans have, like, been walking around all week thinking, like, they're 0-10. Well, but they're five. You got to think about it. The Raiders didn't have any expectations going in this year. Yeah. this was supposed to be the Bills' year, right? Going and the Bills, this. they're still a game out of the playoffs, like half a game, because the Texans are five and four. If the Bills, I mean, if the Bronco, if the Bills don't have twelve men on the field, right? They're six and what? Six and three? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, you talk about that, and you also talk about the end. Six of and the four. Game. Um, yeah, they'd be six and four. Six but, and four, but all- they're still in the playoffs. So, like, what I'm saying is, like, I mean, we're still if they win that game, we they're not talking talk about, about firing yet. Ken Dorsey. Yeah. I mean, they are. A lot could happen in this next six weeks. You know, nothing could change. They could just. Pa- oh, sorry. No, go I ahead. Go ahead. Uh, I was going to say that Patriots game as well was another one where, you know, that Allen was bad. Down yeah. And the yep. defense kind of crumbled at the end. And you see a lot of this. A lot of it, I will say, is the injuries to this defense where they yep. were dominant and they were causing turnovers. They were they haven't had a turnover. Well, they had the fumble, but other they've had like two turnovers in the last six weeks. Mm-hmm. It's been an issue, and the defense has held. But the thing is, they're not really setting up the offense well. They're setting up, they're holding well enough where they get the offense set up at the one yard line, the yeah. five yard line. And I mean, it is holding, but at the same time, it's not really setting us up in the best, like, put, uh, best position. And that's you're missing Daquan Jones, who was number one in pressures at that point. Uh, you're missing, you know, Von Miller is Matt Milano. I think very mid. Matt Milano, I was gonna say, is the biggest miss. Micah Hyde. Miller is a ghost. Sure. Yeah, Ma- he's not real. No, <laughs> Micah Hyde. Uh, you know, was out last game. Tredavious White was just coming into form, so a lot of our corners are just not there. I think um, Micah Hyde will be back this week. I yes, did too. He is gonna be he's back. a limited he participant. Limited. In yep. So I think I, ever since Matt Milano has went down, this that defense is. I mean, I he's a game changer on that defense. He's a leader, middle linebacker, making all the tackles. He had so many huge plays yeah. in those first couple of games of the year, and then ever since he's went down, I mean, that the whole culture of that defense is changed. Yeah, we've defender. said on this show before he was the best off ball linebacker in the NFL. Bet he, no, no doubt Warner. about it. No I doubt think about he's it. better. Than he Fred is Warner. such a game changer. I mean, he hits so hard. He disrupts so many plays. Mm-hmm. He's just a, he's an animal. 
Yeah. An absolute animal. Yeah. And losing him hurts. And yeah. it's it's showing right now. I mean, I'm gonna, I'm this, this Bills team is 5-5, five and, five and they have they have talent. You yeah. Know? Like, about the 5-5 five and five thing, like I was saying, like, they're still in the thick of things, and now they got to completely relearn whatever Joe Brady wants to get done. Like, it's a complete change of pace that's going to take a lot of getting used to. Uh, I doubt he'll change that much, but it's still it's not ideal midseason, and I've never been a huge fan of doing it midseason. I think it's going to make things really interesting for this game this week. Yeah, it's. I think the it the first the first few drives are going to determine how the rest of the season is going to go, and I I mean it's going to show whether the offense can actually hold changing in you know the middle, and I think a lot of it will be the same. I think you'll see more runs. Joe Brady has traditionally incorporated a little more runs in that sense. Um, I don't know though. I guess we'll have to see, but why I like it is because the locker room seems to be a lot happier right now. There seems to be, like, it seems that people are kind of fed up with Dorsey, and the confidence kind of seems restored in a sense by a lot of the players. You see even videos, the players are actually having fun again and things like that, and it, it sounds stupid, but you haven't seen that since the Dolphins game, really. Yeah, and yeah. the players have kind of been upset and just kind of down on that sense. But um, why I don't like it is, like you said, because it's the middle of the season. But I'm glad that he's gone regardless because – Yeah, I, you mean you don't want him there. I mean, look at the Raiders locker room right now too. They made the, the coach change, and they're smoking cigars in there after the game. Yeah. You know, they're they're yeah, an all-time high. Yeah. They're vibing through the roof. Mm-hmm. And maybe I love the their Bills. coach, dude. Yeah. What's his name? I can't remember. I cannot remember. Antonio Pierce. Antonio Pierce. Is Great coach. coach. Yeah. What a guy. Former player. Yeah, I mean the guys definitely love These him in that locker room. Have been doing well. Dan yeah, Cam- they, except for Jeff Saturday, but that's a different story. <laughs> yeah, but still, he, he even he came out. And that was was up by how many points was it? Crazy amount. He just yep. blew a lead because yep. he, he doesn't know lead. how to coach. Yeah, but yep. he got the guys fired up originally, and then he was he like, did. "What do I do?" That was Thanks. one of the weirdest hirings yeah. ever. Yeah. in the NFL, and uh, Joe Brady is not going to have a an easy task his first week going up against that Jets defense. I yeah. mean, it's gonna it's gonna be a big task for him, and the Jets defense we know disrupted the crap out of Allen and the Bills the first time we they played each other at MetLife first game of the season. They did, and I don't know, maybe Brady has a different idea how to go into this game and change things up. But that is not an easy defense for your first game as an OC no. to be. And the the Bills usually struggle with the Jets no matter how bad they are, which is really weird because of how well they do against the Dolphins no matter how bad mm-hmm. or good they are. We run every play. I think we can win this game. <laughs> yeah, I mean the Jets. They have a good run defense, but I still think if we run every play, they're. I think we'll be okay. <laughs> they, they'll adjust if you run every play, but yeah. Like, I don't I know. Mean, we know that the Jets have the two best corners in the league. Yeah, right you now, definitely DJ don't want to throw it a lot corner. on the on Quinn this. Quinn Williams is a monster. Quinn Williams is a beast. And Quincy got, Williams is a monster. Yeah, and Quincy too. Both of them, the Williams brothers. Quincy Williams is by far the the. Fastest linebacker in the NFL, and some of the so some underrated. of the plays that he he has been making. I mean, he was AFC Defensive Player of the Month last month. Mm-hmm. Um, he's just been a beast. I like him. I don't like the player. Jets, but I like him. Good player. Uh, Quinnen at D, uh, you know, he got a big bag this summer. He got paid a lot of right money. Place, he, the stat, the numbers haven't been there in the stats, but he's disrupting the game. I mean, yeah, he's taking on two guys every play just so his brother could have all the make all the sick tackles. And <laughs> I mean, they're just a systematic defense. Yeah, yeah no, they're really good. Um, and obviously the secondaries there, they're uh, they're probably a top three secondary in the NFL. 
As the thing unit. is that they're, that offense has not helped them out whatsoever. It's and it's really and only it's frustrating. The quarterback. It's, it's frustrating. just Zach Wilson. See, I, I I disagree with you there. There's a lot of problems on that offense where it's not just Zach Wilson. I think, yeah, I don't think it's just Zach Wilson. I think Zach Wilson has actually shown flashes. Yes, the year. he has shown flashes. Yeah, but he doesn't string it together for full games. That is true. They have the running back true. and they have the receivers, bro. That's just. But they don't have an offensive line at all. They did. Everyone got hurt. Vera Tucker weren't down for the season. Yeah. Um, McGovern went down for the season. They started th- uh, three guys who were on the practice squad last week. Um, and Zach Wilson still had some flashy plays. I mean, obviously, he threw an interception to Spillman on the last drive. That could have been the game with him drive. But, I mean, I mean that no-look pass he had last week? Come on. Who, who's make, who else? Besides Mahomes, I don't even think Josh Allen is making that throw. Stafford. He, he Stafford, has Stafford talent. was really good at that for, throughout his career. But what I will say is – uh, you were talking about the offensive line injuries. It looks like the offensive line is purposely working against them. I know they're not actually, but they've just been awful. It crum- the line within half a second normally crumpled. Some guys yep. are unblocked. Like it's he has no time to work with. I will say he has struggled. Even when there's time, he has struggled at points. But I, I wouldn't give. I don't know. I wouldn't. I wouldn't take all the blame to be yeah, on him. I feel like know? he's had a lot of criticism too much at, to a point. But I, I do see where some of it does come from. I mean, besides Garrett Wilson, he has he doesn't have that many weapons on offense. Alan Lazard has been nowhere to be found. He has some of the worst. He looks like Gabe Davis from last year. He can't even catch some of the balls that Zach Wilson are putting right on him. I feel like if he had a little more weapons, it would help him out. And then uh, Danny Hackett is one of the worst play callers oh, in bad. the league. Yeah, I don't know. I don't. I didn't get the hype that Rodgers oh, was giving God. towards Hackett. Hackett's awful. He's awful. I mean, it's so it's so readable. He's running on first down every time. He's running on second down every time. Then he's forcing Zach Wilson to throw the ball. And everyone knows it's coming because they're ending up in so many third and long situations. Oh, yeah. And they're blitzing the shit out of him. And they know that the O-line is weak. And it's just working. Yeah. I mean, it's working. Steelers I mean, are the same way. One the X-Factor, it's always third and ten. For the Bills game this week, one of the X-Factors yeah, You're six have, and three. Uh, with all the injuries on the offensive line, I think Ed Oliver is an X-Factor for the Bills as he leads uh, the NFL for D-Tackles. Uh, in tackles for loss, he has 10 right now, which is number one out of all defensive tackles. A.J. Epinesa has actually top 10 in uh, defended passes out of all players, mm-hmm. um, which is surprising. He just bats down a lot of balls. He's really good at that. Uh, and Greg Rousseau is very underrated. So I feel like our defensive line, if they show up, will do fine. Uh, and Josh Allen shows up, obviously. I think it's going to be a defensive game for sure. Absolutely. And it, I think for uh, the Jets, it really depends. If they want to win this game, Keep picking off Josh Allen. He'll throw you at least one. Make sure you catch it. Jordan so. Whitehead. Well, I think uh, Jordan White had three interceptions uh, yeah. that first game. He got his first one since then last Sunday. Yep. Versus he did. Yeah, the Raiders. he really stuck at three for a while. Um, so, yeah, I, it's going to be an interesting game. Uh, I wasn't excited. I said I wasn't going to watch. And I think like every Bills fan on the entire planet said they weren't going to watch. Yeah, this game, everyone's so. watching this game. I mean, it's a do-or-die game. Let's, I, let's, let's be real. They're both teams are at five losses right now. Mm-hmm. If, if one losers' of them, playoff chances are pretty losers' much done. playoff chances are pretty diminished here. So I I said I wasn't going to watch though, but with the firing, it makes me see like no matter what, I'm going to be interested to see what they're going to bring. So that's kind of why. It, say they didn't fire uh, Dorsey, I, I don't think I actually would watch at that point. I, but now that he's gone, I'm kind of curious and I have a little more hope. Mm-hmm. So that's just where I'm at from it. Yeah. Um. Some other things. Oh, I just want to say Trevon Diggs uh, talks a little too much. Yeah, um, you see those tweets that he yes. sent out? Yes. Stephon oh, Diggs, my God. I, okay, <laughs> I, I'll talk about this. Stefan Diggs gave a lengthy interview, uh, like 12 minutes or so, about how he can't control his brother's actions and how he does want to be in Buffalo. I think that the media still blows up Diggs out of proportion. Like, he can be cryptic, but he really hasn't been 
in Buffalo, he, I think it's been blown out a lot in the sense where he hasn't ever spoken out where he's like, I want to leave. Like he's been like, yeah. No, he hasn't officially said it. No, no, no he, but not he, straight up. But he has been cryptic, like he said. He's been cryptic, but ne- during the season, he o- he's always like, yeah, I was frustrated. I'm a competitor. We lost the game. I threw the tablet, and he says I'm just very competitive, and that's kind of his thing. But he's never been like, he's like, Josh is my guy. I don't want to leave Buffalo. I, I actually love playing here, and I feel like that's always blown out where people are like, Diggs is a diva. Diggs is too much, and even the Trevon Diggs thing, it's kind of him stirring the pot. Like you know what, I, I he he should come to Dallas. Is kind of but. What he's saying, or he should leave and find somewhere else. But that's kind of just family frustrations, is kind of what he was saying. So, I mean, it's not like Diggs isn't playing bad football. It's just the team's not winning. Yeah, and I think that's where the frustration is is coming from. Yeah, no, I agree with that. Um, also, like, say I was in the NFL, which you know I'm, I'm Nathan King, but say I was in the <laughs> NFL and we lost the game, and, and Josh King goes out there and he's like. You know, he really needs to get on a winning team. That doesn't mean I want to go on a winning team right now. Yeah. Well, I want to win, but it doesn't mean I want to leave. Yeah, like people are going to think that. That's the problem. Yeah. I don't know. Um, Another thing, uh, past the Bills, Deshaun Watson out for the season, isn't it? Out for the season. I know Higgy's a happy uh, camper about that one. Yeah. Like, I wasn't happy about the Nick Chubb injury because Nick Chubb's a respectable human being. That was gross. But Deshaun Watson's a scumbag. Feel bad for Nick Chubb. Yeah. Deshaun Watson is a scumbag. um, But, um,. Yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah. No, he's I don't, a piece. I don't know. I know. I I've said it before. The Steelers are six and three. I mean, come on. That's got to be one of the worst six and three teams that I've seen in a long time. And I know, I know, I know you don't think so, Higgy. But I mean, Higgy actually said to me this morning an awful take. He said to me that right now Kenny Pickett is a better quarterback than Josh Allen. That is not what I said. That is, I never that said that. Is exactly when did what I you, say that? He Kenny said Pickett that to me this Allen. morning. Said that to me this that morning. So Kenny cap. Pickett is a better QB than Josh Allen. Timmy, you're you couldn't be more than wrong. You couldn't be more than wrong. I I actually have you never said that. You could be more than wrong, life. Higgy. Swear that's on still, my I'll give you this. this that Steelers defense is good. That offense stinks. Najee Harris no, is yeah. one of the worst running backs in the NFL. Okay, Kenny Pickett is still not there. Dude, I know. I, I think Kenny Pickett sucks. I've said that publicly. No. Uh, oh, wow. What I will say, what I will say is, uh, growing up, uh, be, you know, being friends with you, Brandon, you, after the games, you'll you'll say stuff and you have your beliefs. You will stir the pot sometimes just to <laughs> aggravate Bills fans. Like I see you post. I I constantly see you post, Brandon. Like just on Instagram and stuff. After every Bills loss, like oh, they talk about how Kenny's bad, or they you compare like this one stat that isolates. Oh, no, yeah. I that's know just to make you, you mad after the Bills lose. Oh, I know. You guys are <laughs> it's, always... It's so frustrating because that team just does not deserve to be 6 Dude, three. okay, I'm going to say this, and I'm not going to get interrupted, okay? Kenny Pickett <laughs> is not good, but Kenny Pickett is a game manager, and he doesn't no, turn the Mike ball Mike Tomlin's over. a game manager. Mike Tomlin Mike doesn't Tom... play in the games. But he's still <laughs> managing the time. I mean, come on, eggs. Dude, listen. The Steelers roster is designed to, if they don't turn the ball over, they're going to be in every single game because of their defense, and they don't turn the ball over. So they're designed for their offense to suck. Yeah. I mean, if they (laughs) score 20 points, they win every game. I mean, don't get me wrong. Mike Tomlin is arguably, in my opinion, with with – even last year, the, the teams, the, what were you guys, 9-7 last year? They don't lose. 9-8. and 9-8. Eight. Eight. I mean, he just doesn't have a losing season. That team's worse than they were are this year. Um, I, I'll say with Mike Tomlin, he turns some of the worst rosters into some of these playoff teams. Like, the last few years, I haven't ever thought you guys would contend in a sense of, like, a Super Bowl. But I think you guys— We're talking Super Bowl here? I'm, are the Steelers I, going to Super Bowl? <laughs> the Steelers are going to Super Bowl. <laughs> but I will say, they're always a threat to upset any team. Uh, Dude, they're just in because, every game. Yeah, that, because it's Tomlin always close builds games. It that way, builds yep. it that way. And 
obviously that offense could be better. I still think Matt Canada should go. Oh, yeah. Uh, he's hindered. He's got to go. How do you guys feel? I saw quite a few Steelers fans just commenting that Ken Dorsey should be hired. Yeah, Matt I Canada. did see that. You got to see that. Steelers fans on Twitter are so uneducated that it's not even funny. Like, I don't even waste <laughs> my time with them because they – Every week it's something new. It's an overreaction that someone needs to be released or benched or traded or fired, and it's just it's ridiculous. Like two weeks ago, people were freaking out about the George Pickens thing. Dude, he archived some posts on Instagram, and people were saying, he doesn't want to be in Pittsburgh. We might as well trade him, give out. Shut up. Dude, it's George Pickett. You're not going to yeah. trade George Pickett. I archived no, like not, two posts you have last no week. Weapons, you know? Do you hear me? I archived like two posts last week. I'm not trying to get traded from Alfred University to Alfred State. <laughs> I will say this, dude. The Steelers are meant to run the ball, and the run game is finally coming around. Yeah. And it's not with Najee. I mean, it uh, is Najee, Najee had a good game the other day. He had three, that. Or he's had four but, great games in a row. I mean, Jalen Warren is one of the most oh, underrated Jaylen players in awesome. football. What he brings to the game, being such an elite short down uh, pass catcher, yeah. and with the run game. And he's a I good mean, pass blocker. He, he's, he picks up oh, great pass. He, really he is a beast. He's playing great football. I've done a poor job of not starting him in fantasy the last couple of weeks, he's which has cost me some losses. He's a great player. Dude, and Najee's not he's that a, bad. He's right a lot now. of key there's success. Not Najee. It took him a while. Last you got to run him between to. the tackles, and we were talking and about when this he the does, other day. When he does, he's been doing it the last four weeks. He's had four really good games in a row, and, and like the offensive line starting to gel also because of the benching of Chooks. They put Broderick Jones in. Obviously, he's their best lineman as a rookie, and they run behind him a lot, and he pulls, and he's really good. So I mean, that's going to open up lanes. Two hundred yard rushing game for the Steelers last week. Yeah, hundred ninety. They just pounded the, the rock. That's dude. That's a really good one-two punch. And really I, I, I'm, punch. I'm curious how it's going to work against this really good Browns run defense. With, yeah, you know Miles Garrett there and everything. But um, yeah, I mean Deshaun Watson being out was a huge help for the Steelers. Could they they could possibly go seven to three? What I thought another thing I found interesting, the Browns already stated they're not going with PJ Walker, yeah. and they are starting the rookie DTR Dorian Thompson Robinson. I don't know. I, Not I, the I best like idea. I don't think that's a great idea. I think you know PJ Walker Tomlin is a good backup in this league. Yeah, unless you're Dak Prescott. Unless you're Dak Prescott. Unless you're Dak Prescott. But they should have won that game also. That was a complete yeah. failure of the defense. They had to stop them for 33 seconds from going 80 yards, and they it, did not. It's going to be interesting to see how the, the rest of this AFC North pans out, you know, with Watson being out, and all these teams are right next to each other. Yeah. I'm right. telling you right now, dude, if the Bengals lose tonight, the Steelers are going to win the AFC North. Because that's the I, only team I think can come up. If they the Ravens lose, are not that good of a football I'm team. Rooting they do this the every year. No, they're not. They do this every year. We were talking about this. Mm-hmm. Yep. They start 7-3, seven, 7-4, seven, and four, and they just win 10 games, and they'll finish second or third, make the wild card, get first round. is very competitive right now. Everyone's oh, so competitive. I don't think a 9-7 and seven team will make the wild card in the AFC. I think you have, to be, be tough. I think you have to be a 10-win team this year to get that last wild card to, for the AFC. Yeah. yeah. I mean, um, right now uh, – a team, uh, what the Bills would be in the wild card for the NFC yeah. if they were in the NFC, and, mm-hmm. and they're in tenth right now in the AFC. Would they be leading any of the divisions? Uh, in the NFC? I'm not sure. I don't know. I don't know who's leading. Who's the leading South. those Falcons would be the right South? now? What is the South's record? Not good. I, I think, I think the Vikings are in front. No, the Vikings aren't in the it's South. It's the Lions. The Lions are leading that. Um, in the North. I think it might be the Saints. I know they lost this week, NFC though. North. How about shout-out Jameis Winston? Yeah, Jameis played Coming well. in through two picks. Yeah, but Saints are 5-5. Five 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 they have a beautiful South. touchdown. But they, so. they're always like that, I feel. <laughs> oh, that is the, the worst worst terrible. division in football. No, it's uh, terrible. Okay, so I have some questions real quick uh, because we've actually already gone for an hour. So, uh, frauds or not, I'm going to ask for some of these teams. Do you think Texans are a fraud team right now? 
No. Or do you think they're actually they have a chance of making the playoffs? I think they're legit because I, they just showed it to me last week, coming back and beating Cincinnati. Yeah, like a that. veteran team like that, Cincinnati. They got a dude like CJ Stroud's on pace for five thousand passing yards. He's going to shatter Andrew Luck's rookie passing yards record. I mean, he's playing great football. Um, Amazing throws, amazing touchdowns. He's being with I no mean, weapons. Shout out to Marco Ryan, a coach over there, yeah. doing a great job. I think he could, he should contend for coach of the year. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Um, I mean, this Texans team was was just so bad the last five years. They finally get the QB that they wanted, drafted the right QB. I mean, look at the other rookie QBs right now. Bryce Young is ten games in, is yet to find it at all. Doesn't look great. Does not look great. Richardson was really good, but he got hurt. Obviously, he got hurt. Levis is meh. He's, he's a little right better than Bryce Young. With their better, roster, but it's tough. It is. It is. Okay. Uh, next team I have on, on here, I have the Cowboys. Do you think they're frauds? Do you think they can really contend for a Super Bowl? Um, like a lot of their fans are saying. I think the Cowboys are a legitimate Super Bowl team this year. So I think this is the year that they that they finally switch it around. Dak Prescott finally doesn't lose in the divisional game. They make an appearance in the championship game, and th- from there, I don't know. They could. They could. I. I don't. I think anything less than going to the conference championship game is is a disappointing season for them right now. Yeah, and in the past, I've said that they're a regular season team. I don't think that their offense is showing that that's the case this year. Mm-hmm. But not having Trayvon Diggs is going to catch up with them because Stephon Gilmore is going to face a really good receiver in the playoffs, and it's they're going to pay for that because he is not a good man to man corner. I don't anymore. think they can win a Super Bowl, but that's because I'm a notorious Dak hater in the sense where <laughs> I just don't think he could ever get it done. But I will say that they, just overall as a team, they're very good, and I think that they actually have a chance of going and winning a few playoff games this year. So Yeah, yeah I mean, no, they have... they're, they're not bad at all. If they run into San Francisco or Philly early, it may be trouble for them. But if they get like a, a three seed, yeah. the, well, no, not a three seed. They're going to need to get a two or, two or the one seed. Probably. I think if they, ever, if they do end up facing San Francisco in the playoffs, it's gonna be a competition. It's gonna be a battle of who's the better QB that day, Dak yeah. or Brock Purdy. Because they and both that- show flashes of good and bad. Yep. I mean, Brock had uh, Brock Purdy had a phase early in the year where he lost three games in a row, and that they was mainly on him just playing awful speaking, football. Speaking of which, uh, next on the list, I have the 49ers due to Brock Purdy. Do you think that they could be fraudulent in the sense where they lost three games and people? I don't think they are because of how much three. talent surrounds them. I mean that defense is they just always have unreal. Talent. They, ne- they always seem something seems to happen in the playoffs. Always, I don't know. Well, if he didn't get hurt last year, I think they would have at least competed in that game. Yeah, but that it turned into is a joke. Ridiculous. Um, yeah, have, Fred Warner is one of the best players in uh in football. Yeah. The next I have is the Dolphins. Uh, Dolphins haven't beat a winning team. Frauds. I, frauds. I I'm gonna have to believe I. I mean, I'm a notorious Dolphin hater, but I think they're fraudulent. God, their defenses, their defenses really hasn't shown much to me. And their no. offense, they have split. Their offense is very good against bad teams. Yes, as soon as you realize, oh, you just have to play off a little bit. All they are is speed. A lot of teams have figured that out. I mean, they really haven't beaten anyone yet. No, no. And when they play good teams, they don't even score and keep it. Yep. A high scoring game. I mean, they, they lost to the Chiefs against Kansas City. For score, and Kansas City doesn't have a great defense. No. And how I mean, many they score against Buffalo? Not that many. Ten. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, and but look at and that and was Buffalo was Buff- not great. Yeah. Buffalo wasn't hurt then, but L- they got blown out by uh, by Philly. Yep. They yeah, haven't beat was... anyone. You know. Nope. No. And I they're, agree. They're getting up to their schedule right now too, where they're going to start. They got a tough schedule to finish it out. They're mm-hmm. going to play the Jets twice. There's that's I mean they that's a play team. The Cowboys. Although they lead their division right now, well, I guess because Buffalo's five and five, I was thinking they're a little better. If Buffalo was a little better and the Dolphins started playing bad, like they don't make the playoffs because of how tight the wild card race is going to well, be. Well, if the Jets win this week, 
the next the next game after this Sunday is Black Friday game, Ooh. Jets versus Dolphins, and the yeah. winner of that game would be the first place in the AFC. Is that at MetLife? That would be at MetLife. That's yeah. tough to win at MetLife. Day after Thanksgiving. Yeah. So if the Jets win this one, and we go to MetLife for first place game, and the Jets would have the lead in the AFC for yeah. the first time in many many years. That'd be interesting. The last one I have, I have the Ravens. Yeah, frauds. You think so? They're frauds every year, hundred percent. I feel like they they always show really good flash and they beat down on all these teams, and then later on they're just like, yeah. I did. As soon as as soon as you have a team that can rush Lamar Jackson and force him into passing, and I mean, don't get me wrong, I think he's a good passer, but. He's, good. As, he's all right. As soon as he can't rely – okay, a lot of his good passing, and I've said this throughout his career, a lot of his good passing is open because of the threat of the run. And yeah. if you can take that away and you can force him to get the ball out quick, a lot of these quick-time decisions he cannot make. Um, there's, there's ways – obviously, I don't know the exact game plan, but there's ways to beat Lamar Jackson. Steelers Seems like the Steelers him. and the Bills both yeah. know that way because he struggles very heavily against both of those we teams. We beat him down they, in the playoffs. Yeah, and he is never – in his career, beating the Steelers' starting quarterback still. Yep. And he's been in the league for six years. Fun stat. And he's playing the Steelers twice every, every year. Every year, yeah. Every the year. Te- the Steelers teams he has beaten have been the backup quarterbacks. I think it's definitely helped him out this year with the rise. Uh, you know, Zay Flowers, the rookie, has mm-hmm. been balling out of his mind. He's opened up a lot of plays. Um, yeah, I mean, I'm loving what Lamar's doing right now. I just – I don't think that team makes a deep playoff run. No, and like if they and it lose showed tonight, last week, blowing a fourteen point, uh, seventeen point lead versus Cleveland in the fourth quarter. Fourth Crazy. quarter. Yeah, I mean, that's just the Ravens. With, uh, seems like the last Deshaun couple Watson years. Deshaun Watson torn shoulder. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think that's all I have for that. And then uh, last, I do some game picks, but I actually have to be home by like seven fifty. Uh, stuff going on, so I'm just gonna talk about some winners of the week, some losers of the week real quick um and we can predict this week's game if you want to start we can predict uh thursday's game if you want real quick yeah what's happening tonight um it's a win-win for the steelers because if the Bengals lose their playoff chances go to like 20 percent um but if the ravens lose and the steelers win sunday they're first place in the afc north and they're the number two seed in the afc where's the game played what's that who what who's home tonight who's home that's a great question i, I think it's baltimore it might be. I'm not 100% sure. I'm rooting for Baltimore. I, I know that the I'm game not. is in Baltimore, yes. It's in Baltimore. I'm rooting I'm rooting for Joe Burr. I think the Bengals win this one. Um, bounce back against a tough loss versus the Texans last week. Joe Burr did have a couple interceptions in that game, but uh, I think the Bengals win on the road. I mean, I think the Bengals, yeah, the Bengals win on the road tonight in Baltimore. So do I. I think the Bengals win this game. I think Lamar's a fraud. <laughs> um, yeah, Cincinnati – is starting to figure it out. They should have won that game last week against Houston. Tyler Boyd dropped it, uh, touchdown in the end zone. Yeah, won it oh, that was brutal. Offense is starting to figure out. Burrell's starting to figure it out. And this team's going to be really dangerous if they get into the playoffs. And I think this is their playoff lives right here tonight. So I think they win a decently high-scoring game. I'm going to say Cincy 31, Baltimore 23. I was going to say it's going to be high-scoring. I also have the Bengals in this game, but for some reason these high-scoring games never turn out to be high-scoring. So I think yeah. it's going it, to – Especially it, in primetime. Yeah. So I feel like these primetime – especially primetime, a Thursday game or Thursday night game, I'm going to go we'll go 15-14 Cincinnati. I think there's a stat that all uh, – is this week 12? I might I be think week it's week 12. 11. Week 11, I think, because the Bills – Play, with a bye, yeah. Have a bye week 13, so they was play Jets, Was there a week Jets, where there was Eagles. two Thursday night games? 
or two mm. Thursday games? There was two Monday night games. There, yeah, there was, that was, was early in the year. There was something that said there, the under is hit on all, like, 11, 11 uh, Thursday night games in a row. It might have been coming from, from uh, continuing from last year. I think it was continuing last year. Yeah, I mean, some of the primetime games this year have been I feel brutal. like primetime yeah. has never, has, hasn't been good in a minute. I no, haven't seen many because games. everyone has to have primetime games. Like, they're not true primetime. Well, that's only true with Thursday watch. night and uh, some Monday night. Sunday night football, no one. You yeah. don't, you Sunday don't night's Sunday. different, yeah. I feel like the night games in general have just sucked. Like, yeah. All year. Uh, it's a lot this, of this. this tr- uh, is it Monday that Chiefs Philly or? Yeah. Yep. The, the worst war. has been Sunday morning games, the 9.30 London ones <laughs> yeah. in Germany. They've been terrible. Yeah, dude. I mean, like, even look at the last Germany, one. What was that? Patriots, the Colts and the. Uh, Colts, like, yeah. That was so bad. Dude, I mean, I almost feel bad like, for those fans there. Yeah, like they get they they're all hyped up to see an NFL like, game, and on? then they all hyped up to see an NFL game, and then they see that yeah. they score, they see thirteen points, they see one touchdown. Gross. I'm gonna spitball real quick some of the winners and losers of the week. We'll start off with the losers. I have the Bills because well, they lost to the Broncos. Uh, Twelve men on the field. Come on, I was excited, and then I laid down, almost cried. Uh, I said Steelers. Why do I say Steelers? Steelers always seem to lose when they win. Uh, Quan Alexander <laughs> out for the season now. So I have them as winners as well, but I have them as losers because they always seem to have an injury. Yeah, they're, I, they're, they're I miss Quan. Injury bug. I miss Quan. What yeah. a great jet so for good. the last couple of years. He was great this year, and then yeah. he just goes and tears his Achilles, man. <laughs> feel bad him. for him. He's later in the, his career, too. That might be it for him. Some others. Some, the Grizzlies, we know why. We discussed that. The Grizzlies suck. Rudy Gobert got fined pretty heavily for getting choked out. <laughs> yeah, wow. Um, the Suns, they've been terrible. The NBA, man. Ken Dorsey. Welcome to Taiwan. We love you, buddy. Um, <laughs> uh, we have the Clippers. Uh, I say the Clippers are losers because, well, they Kawhi's lost six straight. And they have James Harden. Um, They're so automatically losers for that. Any other losers this week you want to talk about? Uh, the Cleveland Browns are like losers every day of the entire existence of the franchise. Absolutely. Screw the Cleveland Browns. I agree. Trevon Diggs, I just don't like you anymore. Um, <laughs> Jalen Ramsey, because I just also don't like you. Um, some winners this week. Uh, the Broncos, yeah, good on them. Uh, crazy win. They really didn't even play that well, but good no, on them. They They're back not. in the hunt. Uh, Three in a row, by the way, for the Broncos. I have the Bills as a Bills fan because Ken Dorsey's gone, uh, still in Taiwan. You uh, can't label the Bills as winners this week. That's no, impossible. I only because of the firing. That's a <laughs> Bills fans. S- it's a slight <laughs> win. Bills fans, yes. Um, Nathan King, I have him on here. Why? <laughs> I'm just that guy. I have my chain popped right now. I'm going to give myself some love, and I'm going to talk on the pod. So I'm a winner this week. Good on me. <laughs> uh, the Thunder. <laughs> Their future looks great right now. Yeah, They're Chet very good. Shy's hip. The Nuggets. The Nuggets. Oh, my Nuggets God. Oh, my God. Uh, AU Volleyball. Good on them. Empire out, Championship. Shout out to Saxons. AU Volleyball. Yes, go Five Saxon. seed. Beating the one seed. Fisher Absolutely. on the road. Go to Cayuca. Winning it all. Shout out AU Volleyball. Hey, shout out the Pios right now. Um, a yeah, ECFC champs. Yeah. Absolutely. Team. For some reason, I put A State soccer on my list, but A State football. A State soccer. A State soccer won too. Really yes. good on them. Shout out Pios. Um, in the last one, I have uh, Tim Mack for being on the pod today. He's yeah. a big winner. Absolutely, for We're definitely out. a big winner. Uh, this has been a long time coming. A lot of conversations about this. A lot of talks. A lot of not uh, the last time you're gonna be on either. No, Absolutely. not the last time. I thoroughly enjoyed my experience being on this podcast. Uh, Nathan King is the man. Higley's the man. You guys are great. You guys uh-huh. do a great podcast. Booth Review is great. I, I know I'm an avid listener, so I'm excited to once this gets up and get in front of to listen 
for this one, and I will definitely be back. This yeah, was 100%. this was super fun. This was too fun not to do oh, again. Great Talking sports with the boys, man. <laughs> I know what you guys. I know what you guys think. I mean, it's the, the best. The reason we started it's the show the is because we do this anyway. So yeah, like, we this this is right on my alley, man. You're just shooting the shit. Talking sports with the boys Absolutely. can't be it. The vibes are just the buzz has been through the roof in here, and we're having a great time. Yeah, we're having a blast. Yeah, as always. Um, you know, next time it it'll be a great show as well. But we with our guests coming in, do you have any shout outs? Any family, any friends, anyone you want to talk about on the podcast? Yeah, no, I, I just want, I want to shout out. I want to shout out Higley for being the man, for being my boy. Um, we uh, we murdered a presentation last week together. We did a great job. And I want to shout out uh, Aiden Murphy and Tony Schneider. Um, yeah, they, they've been on the pod. They've been on the pod, previous members. Kind of upset I didn't get on before them. But, yeah. um, they were on twice. They were on twice, I Dude, heard. Yeah. yeah, they came on the day that you couldn't I, I did bail. There were some moments where I did, uh, I did bail last minute, didn't make it. But those two are beasts. They're dogs. They're my catchers. And it's always love for them. Love them so much. Yeah. Shout out Melissa Putney, too. Yeah. Shout Thank you. Shout out Melissa. Shout out Melissa. Melissa the, my girlfriend actually hey. was very upset about me leaving and coming here, but she battled through. I offered to buy her food and ice cream, and I that was a deal same. breaker. That was a deal breaker right there. The second I said that, she was like, yes, she could go do the podcast. So Rosebush is waiting. Rosebush is waiting for me. I did get a sweet Thai chili chicken sandwich. Oh I am God. very excited to eat that. You are the man. That is a uh, like you said, genius. Nate. Nate, I'm a winner. You know, he's me a winner. Me Absolutely a winner. You know what? Not on there. Winner of the week, Brandon Higley as well. Because you know you're always here. You're always hustling. You yeah. good presentations. Thanks. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, me, me and Iggy have been in the grind. You know, we've been doing a lot of stuff for each other uh, lately. Taking up the coaching gigs over at A State. Me and Higley have also been. Uh, if you ever listen to any A State uh, athletic events. We are your broadcasters. You're broadcasting as well. Yeah. The pioneers. The, we're, right we are at, we're quite literally the voice of the pioneers. We're having a blast with it. We love it very oh, much. Great. Awesome. So we're super excited about that. What a great opportunity. So we've been grinding. We've been grinding. Yeah. Can't. Let's say one, one more winner of the week is the listeners of this podcast right now for making it through and for getting guys. to hear Timmy Mack talk sports yeah. today. Yeah. I mean, I feel like listening to Timmy Mack is kind of like, you know, you're ascent to heaven. I feel like that's kind of like it is. In your listening experience, in your ears, it's kind of like you're rising yeah, to a I new level. Yeah, I think people agree with that. Yeah. And, and just so you know, listeners, this is our first time doing this. So yeah. there's going to be a lot more debates. There's going to be a lot more clicks. Now we understand how we roll, and we got a sense of all each other working in the same room, doing the podcast. So I think next time, next couple of times I do come on, which I do anticipate to do, um, there's going to be a lot more interesting things that happen, you know. Yeah, we are definitely a crew. We're going to be a, we're a fun crew to listen to. We're like Mad Dog, Mad Dog, and uh, Mad Dog in the mic. <laughs> yeah. Uh, maybe it's better. A, it's, it's maybe better. Yeah. Could I be mean, better. Once I get a debate that I could argue with Higley about, it could be it could be all day. <laughs> oh, we're on here. It. Yeah, yeah. It's it's, it's going to be fun, boys. It's going to be fun. Absolutely. Yeah. Again, thank you for coming on. Thank you guys for listening. I hope you guys have a wonderful week. And as always, go Saxons, go Hubs, go Pios. Thank you. <laughs>